the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay. It's the Andrea Kay Show. Don't be surprised. Andrea is on assignment. We like to say that in the business. She's on assignment tonight. She'll be back tomorrow. So welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Great to be with you here on AM 1170 San Diego and FM 96.1. It is, uh, it's fun to fill in for Andrea Kay because I love her listeners. I'm really grateful to her. As I began my program years ago, I was in the afternoon and, and now I follow Andrea's show. They move me behind her and I get you great listeners that have been with her for so long who come on and uh, stay with me next hour. I'll be with you the next hour. So good to be with you this hour. we got a couple great guests later on in the program. Uh, we'll cover some ground here. And, uh, and don't forget, her Twitter handle is at Andrea K Show. You can also reach me at Eagle Ed Martin, at Eagle Ed Martin. That's on Twitter. People that want to get in touch with me directly, you can go to uh, ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Click through there and you can send me an email through or email me directly. It's ed at edmartinlive.com, ed at edmartinlive.com. So great to be with you. And, you know, I should tell you, because I get a chance to sit in Andrea Kay's uh, uh, chair and talk a little bit to you all, uh, and my regular listeners know, track this, but I am the president of a nonprofit organization, a national organization that's called the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. We actually have, it's an umbrella, we have a number of organizations within that that we operate, but it's conservative folks who care about the direction of the country on policy, on organizing in our communities at every level, and every Every, in every city, every major city, I'd say, maybe not every single one. We can't think right now of a city we don't, but in every state, we're active. The Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, you can find out more about us and what we do at phyllisschlafly.com. phyllisschlafly.com. You've heard me talk about her often on Andrea's show and my show. She was a great, iconic, conservative leader who uh, passed away in September of 2016, and uh, I had the pleasure of working with her and the privilege of learning from her for uh, about five or six years before she passed. Newer for 20 years before she passed away. Uh, but, um, that's what we do. And, you know, earlier today I was on a phone call. We were a conference call with some folks talking about how can we help conservatives, help, you know, Americans, the people that love this country, we the people, protect the elections in the fall. You know, and we're paired up with uh, my friend Catherine Engelbrecht, uh, who threw the vote, and others. And uh, how can we uh, articulate and and uh, and push for more conservative policies on abortion, for example? We want to be more. We want our country to be more pro-life, not just the change the law, which we would like to, but also change hearts, educate people, uh, build the community, and uh, more and more. I think people are looking for uh, groups other than the Repu- the Republican or Democrat parties. Uh, they're looking for groups that can do this work, and we're doing that. So. If 
phyllisschlafly.com if you want to check out that, and I, I'd be uh, uh, honored if you got in touch with us. So, uh, look, one of the things that we care a lot about, I know Andrea does, is the rule of law. You know, the difference between America and a lot of the rest of the world is that our nation is is was created and does exist with a very particular sensibility. It, it is a culture. And the culture, the sensibility, is it, at its root and its founding fundamentally about the Constitution and the rule of law. And so the Constitution, the rule of law, and you say, well, what does that mean? Well, it, it, the fact of the founding was it was in the Judeo-Christian tradition. It didn't mean you had to be Jewish or Christian, but it meant the Judeo-Christian tradition of the rule of law and the Constitution. It meant that the people that decided to start America and the people who are here buy into this culture and sensibility that the law, uh, the rule of law is uh equal for everyone that the uh, that the the sense of our system is that it's not that it's not based on your access to the crown or access to the sovereign it's that we the people are sovereign that was the big pivot by the way in human history the we the people move we the people was a pivot from the sovereignty of the crown or the sovereignty of a dictator we the people are the sovereigns in america and we grant our sovereignty, we grant our power to the federal government only through our states and only because we decided to. It's who we are. But that that sensibility, that culture is one of the things that's really being threatened right now in this country. And it's not being threatened by dictator Trump, that, that notwithstanding the fact that the media wants to do that, say that it's just not true. And, and what I want to spend a few moments today pointing to, and, you know, later on the show, we're going to talk, I'm going to get an update from Woody Woodrum, my old friend, who is the head of the California Screaming Eagles. We'll talk a, bit, a little bit of California politics, what's going on, what the races look like. And then later, I'll get an update. I just got an email about this famous, famous $50 million uh, movie series, uh, uh, not movie series, but a uh, uh, series, uh, a, a streaming series. FX created it. $50 million creating a series of seven hours. FX created it. Hulu streamed it called Mrs. America about my old boss, Phyllis Schlaff, I just mentioned. And it just started running over in the UK. It ran in America about three months ago. It's running in the UK. We'll get an update from Jordan Henry, a guy that I work with who we've been fact-checking Mrs. America. And he'll explain why it looks like Mrs. America's uh, staff and others are getting all ramped up and complaining and why that's happening. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But, but, but I, I spent some of my day today uh, watching. I was watching Attorney General Barr testify for hours hours and hours and hours i don't know how many hours almost five hours maybe and when it started it was jerry nadler uh chairman nadler of the uh, judiciary committee of the house and uh, or the yeah house he refused to let Barr answer questions he just asked questions and kept talking and he kind of just didn't even bother letting him it was kind of all grandstand that was the democrat playbook don't let Barr actually answer just keep talking and attacking and what, as I, as I, you know, I'm, I, I have to say, I've been an admirer of, uh, of Attorney General Barr for a long time because he has a certain gravitas. He has a certain seriousness. It, it comes with age. He's in his mid seventies. He was once the Attorney General back in the early nineties. He doesn't need the job. He doesn't need the action. He doesn't need the money. I don't think. I don't know for sure. 
but he has a certain gravitas. And when he addressed Nadler finally and, and others, you got the sense two things. He said over and over again in both his oral testimony, his testimony live, as well as his written testimony, that there were hoaxes, that these people were lying. And you got the sense that he was, you know, he was willing to say that. And you got the sense that he meant it. And it was very effective that these were liars. And he he never called them liars like I'm doing. He said, you know, you're misrepresenting that. That's not actually what happened. You're you're using the wrong terms. And he, he poked holes in all of them. But the other thing is over the hours and hours is he sort of got fed up. I saw on Twitter someone described that it looks like Bill Barr is about to go Incredible Hulk. Like he took all this as Bill Bixby. Is that his name? Dr. Bill Bixby. He took all this uh, stuff, you know, a- a- and he just kept listening and they kept attacking him and he kept just sitting there. And and I prefer to think of him as uh, the, the, the Bill Bixby and, and the Incredible Hulk uh, and not uh, someone called him Eeyore. You know, he looks like Eeyore. You know, it's tough when you're a TV. These are Nadler looks like I, I mean, Nadler looks like a um, uh, cartoon villain and uh and but Barr looks like this kind of uh avuncular kind of nice guy maybe an eeyore uh i i, I should tell this uh, side story i've told it before but uh at the march for life in washington dc in january uh you know tens of thousands of people marching for life and my daughter was her school was marching and she's in high school and then our other three children my wife were there and we were down on constitution avenue i think it's constitution right in front of the um attorney general's uh, building and he came out on a on a, a balcony and he didn't stand for 10 minutes he sta- stood there for like an hour and he waved to people and he clapped and he was there and i i know this from people that he's a christian gentleman and he's a conservative guy on those issues and so it was really but it was really great it was not like a, a politician and that's the imp- that's the second impression you get when you watch attorney general bill barr as he's getting closer to the hulk he's looking and he's rolling his eyes he's saying you people are idiots he's not saying that he's thinking with his eyes and his face and he's generally he's getting closer and closer to to turning into the hulk and i think he stopped short of that because they stopped the hearings it went on for five hours but you had eric swalwell lecturing him and you had uh, a congresswoman val demings who demagoguing and on and on and on and he kind of held his cool the whole time he's kind of going, you know, getting all this. He's just kind of looking. His hands are out. He's kind of like, whatever. But here's the takeaway. He said over and over again, the reason he came back to be attorney general was because he recognized that the rule of law was threatened by what had gone on. And he by that, he said explicitly the Russiagate by explicitly the the way the Department of Justice handled things, by the way the FBI lied about the FISA warrants. He said, these things are threats to our way of life. And as he said them over these hours of testimony, and I got to say, I dropped in and out of them. I probably watched two hours. I had it in the background. I watched a couple hours total. But every time he'd kind of get ramped up, I'd look up to see. And, and, And I just, here's the thing. You can tell a lot about people by who's around them. You know, what they're like, the people around them matters. And when you have serious guys, I'm not saying that I've agreed with the uh, Attorney General Barr on everything. I would like to see more indictments of people. You know, I would like to see people like uh, Susan Rice and others uh, and uh, and um, Clapper and Brennan and Comey and McCabe and Strzok have more real trouble. 
And and a couple times it was bars, uh, uh, Department of Justice that you know took took a pass on some of those. So I don't agree with him on everything. But when you watch him, you think that guy's an adult. That guy's a serious human being. And and a guy like Nadler is not. And a guy like Swalwell is not. These are not serious people. They're not people that are uh, fo- that really interested in the truth. Instead, they're just grandstanding. They're grandstanding for their uh, politics. Again, don't ask politicians to not be politicians. I'm not. I'm not surprised by this. I'm. I'm sort of just bemoaning the fact that we are where we are. And I'm also encouraging you to take a look at Barr and to watch that. Not the segments that CNN's going to show you that are gotcha segments or or even that Fox is going to show you because there'll be anti-gotcha segments. But look more broadly at at the at, at what's on and think to yourself, is that a serious guy that, you know, that's 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 a serious man. And that that's makes a difference, a big difference. All right, it's Ed Martin. I'm filling in for Andrea Kay, the Andrea Kay Show. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, uh, Andrea Kay will be back tomorrow night. You can uh, check her. Always be in touch with her on Twitter, at Andrea Kay Show. My Twitter handle is at Eagle Ed Martin, at Eagle Ed Martin. If you have comments or questions, ping me there. Uh, we have some guests we're going to get to t- tonight, and uh, we will talk in a few minutes with Woody Woodrum, uh, the head of California Screaming Eagles, about the state of California, what's happening in races, and then Jordan Henry about the Mrs. America Hollywood production that's meant to slur and slam conservatives. So we'll take a, a quick break and we'll be back. It's Ed Martin here on the Andrea K Show. Be back in a moment. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in for Andrea Kay. It's the Andrea Kay Show. Uh, great to be with you. I had a little bit of a mix-up. I thought I was going to have my old friend Woody Woodrum of the California Screaming Eagles on right now. Woody is an old friend of mine from the efforts to uh, f- fight for conservative issues, and he founded uh, the California Screaming Eagles, which is a conservative organization based out there in San Diego, CaliforniaScreamingEagles.org, CaliforniaScreamingEagles.org. You can check that out there. I, I had a little mix-up. I thought I was going to get him in. We didn't this time. So next time, great guy, CaliforniaScreamingEagles.org. Uh, if you're checking in on that work, they do great stuff all over. Uh, all over. Actually, Woody is all over California, not just Southern California, because he's on the. Uh, he's a kind of a, 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 a statewide player. So check that out. All right, let me uh, let me tell you about something that I don't think's got enough uh, notice yet. You will see if it. Um, uh, he'll. We'll see if it gets more attention. You know, the thing about social media that's so interesting is that you can um, you can go and you can check uh, what's happening so fast in real time. So one of the things that happened late this afternoon is Joe Biden did an interview, excuse me, did a press conference uh, in Delaware, and he came out, and the first thing he did was he greeted everybody who was um, there and said, welcome to the Kingswood Community Center. And then he paused and said, "Um, oh, sorry, it's not the Kingswood Community Center. That's down the block where I used to work. 
In other words, and when you watch it in real time, he clearly didn't, you know, forgot where he was, which let me be clear about something that that's not that uncommon for a politician, right? If you're a politician and say you're running for president, you literally wake up in a different hotel room every night. You fly all over the country. When Joe Biden, six months ago, talked about being in Vermont when he was standing in New Hampshire, that's explainable. What's not explainable is he's not traveling right now. He's spending every single night in his own bed in in Delaware. And so he shouldn't be confused on where he is. And he was. But that's not the worst of this. And this is what I want to tell you. I I think that the media is going to ultimately regret having done what they're doing because they're hiding his weaknesses so badly that when he falls to pieces, people in the country are going to be like that, almost like it's going to be more dramatic because they've hidden it from him. And so in this press uh, briefing, he took some questions that were staged. He had written answers on it in his hand. But he said this one. Here's another one. He said when the president decided he had to walk across the uh, from the White House through a group of pre- protesters to an Episcopal church to hold the Bible upside down, which I don't know how often he reads. It was about dividing the country. Now, here's the thing. In politics, you got to know that you don't talk about somebody else's faith. It doesn't work well. But here's the thing that he's lying about. He's actually lying that Trump was holding the Bible upside down. That's actually one of these sort of memes on the Internet that's that started as a lie and nobody stopped uh, talking about it. It's actually not true. In other words, he made it up. And it's not being questioned. He didn't get questioned. Later on in the same uh, same press conference, he said when people went back to um, when the, when the president canceled his event in uh, in um, uh, I forget what he said somewhere wrong place, and the press corrected him and said Jacksonville. I, I guess here's my point: is at what point is this going to be uh, confronted? At what point are we going to actually have Joe Biden be held to the same standard as any candidate? Any candidate in, 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 in the history of American politics. You remember Joe, uh, uh, Jonathan Edwards? He was held to a, a, a really tough standard. I mean, he deserved it. It looks like he, uh, he really was not very nice and did some terrible things. Um, but this president goes, <clears throat> pardon me, and does an event and, and takes these, these scripted questions and lies about it. And nobody says a word. The only place I've seen this uh, confronted is on Breitbart right now. Joel Pollack, who did such masterful work on the the, uh, fine people hoax, the hoax that was uh, promoted by uh, so many in the media that uh, Donald Trump said that white supremacists were fine people, which is a lie. He never said that. Joel Pollack took that to pieces. And uh, so now Joel Pollack is the only one I've seen in the media who's saying, uh, you know, why? How can Joe Biden say that? And nobody confront him. It's incredible to me. It's incredible to me. And again, my point is the most likely thing that happens is it's actually detrimental to Joe Biden. It's a little bit like the China situation. The media has refused to cover this fact. Donald Trump got in office. The first guest in Donald Trump's White House, uh, excuse me, the first guest to Donald Trump to visit from a foreign nation, not to the White House, was President Xi, who visited Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. And Trump, remember, he went to China. Trump tried everything under the sun to see if he could charm Xi into doing a good deal. 
And G basically said, we're not doing a good deal over time. And now the president said, okay, you've stole our technology. You gave us the China virus. We know you're stealing stuff out of the, the consulate in Houston. Shut it down. Shut it down. And so by, uh, uh, Trump has been tough on the guy that he tried to make nice with. And here's what Biden's done. Biden's done $1.5 billion, whatever the number is, billions, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that his son got while he was visiting China. Biden has said, well, China's going to be our friends. Once I win this election, we'll make it all work out. China, China, communist regime in China. We'll talk next hour during my show, the Pro-America Report next hour. We've got Joshua Phillip on from the Epic Times. He's been writing about how the Chinese regime has allowed slave labor I'm not talking about 1619 New York Times. I'm talking about slave labor in in China right now. The communist regime has enslaved their own citizens, ethnic minorities, mostly Uyghurs. And frankly, American businesses, big businesses have probably benefited from it. We'll find out. But the fact is the the uh, the, uh, the 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 communist regime has been responsible for slave labor, been responsible for these other things, and Joe Biden says we're just going to be friends with him. And again, the media is not covering that. They're just basically treading water, allowing Joe Biden to do nothing and to cover it sort of nicely. And here's my prediction. It's actually going to backfire because when he starts to have to answer these positions and get, put some meat on these bones and pay attention, the issues are all really bad for him. Here's another one. Joe Biden says he's for the teachers unions, the national, uh, the NEA, as well as the AFT. He said, my wife is a member of your units, your unions. I'll be totally for you. We'll get rid of charter schools. We won't allow any school choice. But here's the real thing that's coming. No one's asked him. He just sat in front of the press. They didn't ask him. Do you support shutting down all the schools? Because that's what the teachers unions want. Do you support going back to school for our kids? Yes or no? Tell me why. Tell me about it. He doesn't, no one's asking them these questions. So if you, if you side with the teachers unions, then you don't go back to school. If you side with the American people, you want to go back to school. Not saying it's easy, by the way. There's lots to it. But it's got to be what we've got to head towards. It's got to be what we should have. It's got to be sort of our goal. The fact is, Joe Biden's press conference today said more about the media than it did about him. I mean, it was embarrassing for him. He made a bunch of gaffes, but that's kind of normal for Joe Biden. He didn't look that well to me. He looked a little bit uh, off, but none of that is really that important. It's a hard job. It's a hard life. and all. Not hard life, but it's a, it's a taxing thing to run for president and all that. But what the media didn't do was ask him any real questions. He was given these sort of contrived questions about what he's going to do. The only news he made was that he said, I'm going to name my vice president in the first week of August. Well, that's like Saturday. I mean, that's like three three days from now. Most people say, I'm going to name my vice president next week. It's usually how you'd say it. But Joe Biden gets away with it. It's incredible to watch. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. Don't forget, it's the Andrea K. Show. I'm filling in. It's Ed Martin. And next hour, I'll be here hosting the Pro-America Report. I hope you'll stick around for that. And uh, we'll just take a quick break. Ed Martin filling in for Andrea K. Be right back. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter. At Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook. And like her fan page. At Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea K. It's the Andrea K. Show, and don't worry, she'll be back tomorrow. Great to be with you. I wanted to give an update on a, on a story that I've talked a little bit about on my program, uh, and I know Andrea had me on as a guest, but I got an email this morning uh, from a guy in Chicago, Illinois, who said he's watching the Mrs. America series, which is the 50 million, that's five zero million dollar production by FX, the Hollywood production. It was streamed on Hulu. I think that's where he's watching it. But the funny thing about this is two days ago, I got an email from someone in London who was watching the same series, which has just begun to run uh, in London. So I thought, okay, there's a guy I know, I work with him, uh, Jordan Henry, who is the research director at the Phyllis Schlafly Center, uh, wears a lot of hats there but one of the hats he's worn is as the i'd say the producer the manager executive producer of real mrs america.com real mrs america.com is our website that has done i don't know two dozen fact checks whenever the hollywood production lies or makes it up we go fact check it we push back and we lay out what the real facts are and it's been very very useful i think it has also been very popular and people find us through that that's how they send their emails to me so uh, oh oh uh, that's right i also got an email from a very very um uh, tense uh, feminist liberal old lady who uh, was very tense and unhappy uh, with our fact checks. So anyway, first of all, welcome Jordan Henry to the Andrea K Show. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you, Ed? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I want to ask you to come on because a lot of our folks walk us through what this is, Mrs. America, what the series was, where it is now. And the, and the key, the money quote here is uh, you told me a couple weeks ago, and it seems to me really true, why suddenly the, the crew and the cast of Mrs. America are out publicly talking about things. Walk us through where what this was and how we got here and what's going on right now. Well, we've known for a while here at uh, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles uh, that, um, well, this, this this show was coming. Uh, Kate Blanchett, the uh, famous actress who's been in all kinds of movies and everything else, uh, she watched, uh, allegedly, she says she watched Phyllis Schlafly endorse Donald Trump, and that is what inspired her to start researching Phyllis and to uh, look into making this series about Phyllis Schlafly's life. Now, I'm sure many of your listeners probably have heard of Phyllis Schlafly, maybe some of them haven't, but she is really one of the most accomplished women in American history. Uh, so no wonder that folks wanted to make a um, uh, a TV series about her. But what I guess also shouldn't surprise any of us is that Hollywood decided to put their own spin on it, which basically meant uh, turning Phyllis into the the Wicked Witch of the West, essentially. Uh, and so what we've been doing, as you well know, at uh, realmrsamerica.com, is to try and respond to some of the um, uh, the misleading stuff that they've been saying, and some just outright lies. Uh, we house her archives here at the Phyllis Schlafly Center, and so um, you know we have access to the real documents that show what she was really saying back in the 1970s, the 1980s, and and onward throughout the rest of her life. Uh, So we've been trying to just use this $50 million hit piece on Phyllis Schlafly as a platform from which to uh, introduce people to the real Phyllis, the real uh, powerful, strong, and accomplished woman who uh, fought for a a conservative uh, pro-America vision for our nation. 
And we're talking with Jordan Henry. And again, realmrsamerica.com is the place where we, all these fact checks, it's really was fun to produce. And, you know, uh, what would happen was we'd have um, we'd have uh, the Mrs. America, uh, seven hours of production, uh, seven hours of, of TV that is on. It was streaming. So it's all available now, I guess. And we'd watch an hour and we'd say that. Well, that's factually incorrect. And in one case, there was a famous debate between Phyllis Schlafly and her husband and then a couple, the Fastows, I think it was, and the, the husband and wife team versus Phyllis and her husband. And they basically reversed the mistake. The mistake was that Brenda Fastow, who was a Harvard-educated lawyer, I believe, basically lied about a court case and didn't. There was no case. She was caught by the Schlafly's, and they reversed it in the in the movie and in, in this uh, Mrs. America. And they said Phyllis was making something up. Of course, it was a total lie. So that was really fun when it was obvious. We could jump in and be like, "Look, here's the actual transcript, or in some cases, the video of an appearance where Phyllis Schlafly said something. It was totally a lie. Very effective. Although you know they had fifty million dollars." And, and we had ourselves and, you know, you, you, how do you get uh, uh, the reach? But uh, Jordan, one of the things that struck us uh, together and we saw this is that this $50 million Mrs. America production, now it's running in the UK. I'm sure it's running in Australia. It ran in America three months ago. But suddenly the cast and crew in the last month have been out telling stories about how liberal they are and trying to prove how important they are. Give us the context of why. I, I, it, I didn't realize to know this until you pointed it out others. What, what's happening uh, right now and why is it important? Well, right now, the uh, the folks behind Mrs. America have, oh, see, I, I should back up and say that initially they were saying, oh, this is going to be a fair treatment of Phyllis, and we spent so much time researching into her life, and we're going to do a, you know, a nice, fair, unbiased view of her life. Now, of course, they never talked to any of Phyllis's many family members that, that are still around and all of her friends, and they didn't come to her archives here in St. Louis, so they didn't really do their due diligence researching her. But all that to say, though, they initially said they were going to be unbiased about it, but now that the show is out, and now that we are just very, very close to the uh, Emmy Awards, that suddenly these directors and actresses have started coming around bragging about how they used cinematography to make Phyllis look as bad as they possibly could. So clearly, they're just virtue signaling to the uh, the people behind the Emmy Awards to try and get nominated for as many things as they possibly can. And this might be news to you, Ed, but the Emmy nominations are out, and sure enough, the, the uh, Mrs. America has has uh, six different nominations on the Emmys, right alongside with you know other other great bastions of, of conservative television <laughs> like the Jimmy Kimmel Show and Full Frontal with Samantha yeah. Bee. So uh, so yeah, clearly this is all just a ploy for them to be able to get nominated for some Emmys. Well, and you know, again, we're talking with Jordan Henry, uh, and he is the uh, uh, producer and helped uh, 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 kind of fact check and always the research director for the Phyllis Schlafly Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And, and Mrs. Real Mrs. America dot com is the website we're talking about. Um, but you know, I was that was eye opening to me that uh, there, and I, it, it wasn't eye opening. I didn't know much about the Emmys. Once I realized it was like the Oscars, it was like other things. They they sort of set up and and in this moment in history, you you the thing you can't be is is anything but sort of 
of blatantly liberal and blatantly anti-conservative and everything else. So, but it was striking that suddenly, you know, about, I don't know, two or three, maybe four weeks after the thing, the show ended, they started doing interviews where they basically saying, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't like her. We didn't like, because you watch the series and the email from the guy in Chicago this morning, he said, I'm really impressed with that history. And of course we want to say, well, half of it's a lie, but of course the, the history that's true is Phyllis Schlafly and a band of American citizens, mostly women and housewives, beat back the establishment who wanted to change America and make uh, the Equal Rights Amendment would have made abortion on demand with tax dollars, everything else. But, you know, Jordan, your experience, you know, as a researcher, were you surprised at how blatantly they were lying? Did it come as a surprise to you? Did it not surprise you? Are you, you know, kind of uh, do you think it was just that issue or what? How'd you come away from all that? Well, I, I guess I guess it was kind of a mix of both. In in some ways, of course, it's Hollywood. I wasn't really surprised at all. But in other ways, it it really did surprise me just how low they would go, uh, both in terms of saying things that were just so downright false, and and we have video evidence to prove that they're lying, uh, which which of course we share online on our YouTube channel. Uh, but then also just the, some of the really mean personal attacks. It's just it's it's a real low blow even for Hollywood in my opinion. So I was I was stunned yeah. at some at some points to see just the the outright maliciousness of their lies. Yeah, it, I think I was too. Although I, I, in some ways, I, I was more amused by some of the ways they. I mean, I was kind of like chuckling to some of the ways they were spinning things. But you know, as as someone said to me, I've told you before, uh, Hollywood does these things in part to rewrite history. They don't need to win the historical argument now. They do it over the next uh, you know twenty five years, and they have these markers down that are resetting things. Uh, so, all right, Jordan Henry, thank you very much for coming on. Jordan Henry, the research director at the Phyllis Schlafly Center and one of the producers of Real Mrs. America the website that fact checks the $50 million Hollywood production that slurs and smears Phyllis Schlafly in the conservative movement. we got to take a quick break again. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay on the Andrea Kay Show. Be right back after this break. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay, the Andrea Kay Show. She's doing fine. Don't worry. She'll be back. She'll be back. Uh, don't worry about her. She'll be back tomorrow night, um, and she's great. So I appreciate filling in. I love her listeners, and I love The Answer San Diego. I hope you go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and get her show and my show as a podcast. In just a few minutes, I'll take a break after this show. Then I'll get back in the saddle, and it'll be time for the Pro-America Report. I hope you'll come in for that. We've got uh, next hour, we've got a couple of great guests. Mike Davis, uh, an expert on the uh, Internet Accountability Project. There's a big hearing in uh, D.C. tomorrow 
Uh, uh, not, not, I was going to say crack of dawn. No, tomorrow midday, I think, D.C. time. And they'll be looking at the big tech giants, uh, the House, one of the House committees, and looking at antitrust. So you're going to want to hear about that. Mike Davis next hour. Uh, we will talk to him. And uh, we will also, I will also give you an update on a few. Pat Buchanan emailed me a few hours ago, the great Pat Buchanan, who is uh, such a writer and activist. Uh, I often say he sees down the field of uh, politics further than anybody right now that I know. The, when Phyllis Schlafly, my old boss, was alive. I used to say that about her. She can just see down the field. You know, she can see what something means uh, and how it means something more further out. And I was texting with uh, Pat Buchanan about the situation. But next hour, we'll also talk with Joshua Phillip. Joshua Phillip is one of the investigative reporters at the Epic Times. The EpicTimes.com is a, you know, it's exploded in its popularity. And uh, and so uh, he, he's uh, EpicTimes.com, a, a newspaper mostly online, but there is a printed copies started by folks, Chinese dissidents who came to America and they are very clear on the Chinese communist regime. And it's really good. So we'll talk with Joshua Phillips. He's a super guy. And uh, I hope you'll tune in and stay for the pro America report up on the uh, next hour. All right. But let me finish uh, up today. I want to cover a couple more topics, things to watch earlier today. Joe Biden did an interview he made a series of gaffes, which is not a surprise to anybody that wonders. He made a series of gaffes um, that are almost inexplicable. But here's what I want to tell you. One of them is he referred to uh, the fact um, that he, he, he said there is a, um, uh, what's the phrase? There's a climate crisis. crisis. He, uh, that's what he actually said, like I just did. Biden just said, we have a climate crisis, and, uh, which is funny. But then the interview went on and he just kept telling lies not i mean not even faking it but here's what i want to tell you how long will the fake news cover for joe biden right how long will the fake news cover uh uh for joe biden and here's the interesting twist joe biden will soon have to pick his running mate vice president we'll talk in a moment about that list and when he does it will be assumed, you know, in, in, in most conventional settings, the principal candidate is the, is the hotshot, right? Even if you don't think that they win, you get to a certain point, the, the person who is the nominee is the big timer, right? It's it, it, John McCain. And so John McCain might be an example. He picked Sarah Palin. She was sort of more dynamic than him, but she was so different. She didn't make him look bad. And, and you know, when the top person picks someone, the one thing they can't do is pick someone who makes them look uh, less, but that's inevitable with Joe Biden, because whoever he picks is going to have to be, by definition, more nimble, more aware, more on top of things than Joe Biden seems to be. And that person is going to get a ton of attention and the country is going to think, hey, that's who's going to run things. I mean, that just seems to me to be the direction that you're going in. That's the way this is headed. And so Joe Biden may be, you know, in a, in a in the one of the funniest positions that we've ever seen in terms of picking a vice president, because if he picks somebody, you know, sort of um, drab and unassuming, sort of lightweight, which is kind of common. You know, you pick a uh, Dan Quayle. He's an, he's the next generation, but he was, you know, perceived as an understudy to George H.W. Bush. Um, you know, you, 
you you uh, you pick a um, George W. Bush picks Cheney at the time. It was like, well, Cheney's not going to run for president. He's uh, kind of an, at the end of his thing. It's just a, a help him along. Um, even uh, Obama picked Biden because Obama was the you know rising young star, and here's the older guy. It, it, it kind of you see these contrasts. Uh, even Trump, who is this dynamics you know wild character, he picks Pence, the sort of plodding guy, right? So the the list that Biden has had to limit himself to by his own decisions is all women and mostly African-Americans. Anybody who's not quite fitting the bill, they, they push aside. Amy Klobuchar was pushed aside. She wasn't going to get it. Right now, the list seems to be down to Kamala Harris, uh, Congresswoman Bass from California, which I don't think is real. I think that's kind of floated in there to be nice to her because she's head of the Black uh, Congressional Caucus or whatever, and they're trying to be kind of like, oh, well, we like you too. We want to work with you in the future. I don't think that that seems serious. Susan Rice, the uh, non never been elected, but insider bureaucrat who was at the heart of Benghazi, at the heart of the Flynn uh, stuff, all, and then Elizabeth Warren. Now, just think about how any of those names that I mentioned, except for maybe Congressman Bass, Congresswoman Bass, will instantly overshadow Joe Biden. Joe Biden will become because Kamala Harris is a is a younger and rising star and she's and then she's said terrible things about Biden and she's got a record of having, you know, talked bragged about talk uh, bragged about smoking marijuana while she, you know, and then later was prosecuting, uh, uh, you know, uh, minorities for uh, this. This is again, this is going to be the talking points for uh, marijuana possession. She's got some baggage on different things in terms of criminal justice, etc., you pick Susan Rice, you get Benghazi, you get Flynn, you get all that insider stuff. You pick Elizabeth Warren, you're going to get Medicare for all. You get Pocahontas. You're in this position where Joe Biden, if he was able to do what he should do, which is pick someone who won't overshadow him, that is competent, he shouldn't be picking any of these names. But he's kind of stuck. I mean, he's not kind of stuck. He is stuck. And so you, you watching this unfold... It's going to be surprising. It's going to, I mean, it's not surprising. It's going to be a while to watch because we have a candidate who barely interviews in the press and certainly doesn't interview um, in a freewheeling uh, situation. But you're supposed to, if you're the VP, go out there and be on the hustings, right? You're supposed to be out there banging away and, and, and fighting. So are you going to have uh, the vice presidential candidate out, out of her basement fighting away and the presidential candidate is sort of stuck it's going to set up an incredible contrast and i gotta tell you it won't be a good one because right now what the democrats have been counting on this entire time was it's donald trump versus the virus or versus you know a a a blank canvas now it's going to become donald trump versus Joe Biden and his v- VP and the VP will, by definition, by because of the the way the thing works, it will cause the look to turn to Joe Biden. And that won't go well. I mean, it's not going well every time he comes up. So it um, it it it, uh, it is really going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be a, a quite a thing to watch. It might be the most important pre- vice presidential pick we've ever seen, because I don't think that um we know what the ramifications will be. And for those of you that are sitting out there saying, well, maybe Michelle Obama will become the VP, not going to happen. Or you're sitting out there saying maybe they'll replace Joe Biden at the last minute. At this point, they're already talking about the transition because the the Biden campaign is believing the fake news polls and they're talking each other into it. And they're saying, if we just hide in the basement long enough, we'll just win the election. 
So they're not going to say, oh, let's change course. Let's do something dramatic. No, no. They think they're going to win the presidency. So they're just going to hide under their, under their, uh, in their basement and ride it out. That's where, uh, that's where it looks like it's going. So it's going to be something to watch. All right. Let me finish up uh, and thank Andrea Kay, the great Andrea Kay, for the chance for me, sitting, for me to sit in for her show, the Andrea Kay Show. She'll be back tomorrow. She's doing fine. Don't forget, follow her on Twitter, at Andrea Kay Show. Also follow me on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. And please do me a favor. Hang around. Go get, as she would say, go get a uh, cold beverage, maybe a snacky. I think that's what she says. And uh, maybe a donut. And, uh, and then come back because next hour I'll be back for the Pro-America Report. Report. we got some great guests. We'll have some great commentary, and we will figure out what exactly does it mean to be pro-American. Uh, what does that mean for right now? What can we do about it? So I appreciate it very much. Thank you to Noah for uh, getting us through a my fill-in for Andrea Kay. I think they call him something else. What do they call you, DJ? Uh, we have a gentleman. Tremendous things are happening. We built the greatest economy in history, the best jobs, the best. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Potato Skins. So thank you to Noah for that good work. We will uh, be back after the hour and Andrew Kay will be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrew Kay on the Andrew Kay Show. Talk in a few minutes.